It was a humongous winter morning. The alarm rang, buzz, crash. I ran and bought. The alarm rang again. I danced awake, sat in the children, and fell on the pencil holder with a zoom. Ack! I shouted. My bedroom picture yee-hawed against the water bottle, and my paternal grandfather was there, gaping at me. Who are you? she asked. I barked. It was going to be one of those days. <laughs> if you're scratching your head, wondering what in the world happened to me and to Cutting Chai Stories, the answer is templates. This was a Mad Lib style fill-in-the-blank template I made up two years ago, back when I was still teaching creative writing to kids. The topic of the day was onomatopoeia, which is a fancy way of saying sound word. And I made up this paragraph to help my students practice their sound words, but also other parts of speech like common nouns and verbs. Obviously, this is a bit of a caricature when it comes to using templates. I mean, that's the whole point of Mad Libs, right? And I hope it got a chuckle or two out of you, but it's not completely off the mark. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about why. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories. Write copy that feels good. It's the no-fluff copywriting podcast that teaches you to write copy you can feel good about and gets you more clients along the way. I'm your host, Jayati Bora, and I'm here to give you a shot of masala for your writing, a way for business owners like you to write copy your way, in your voice, with practical writing tips you can put into action right away. Let's find your words together. <laughs> So let's get right to it. What is a template and why are we talking about them here anyway? A template is a mold, a form, a pattern that can be used as a guide to making something. In copywriting and online business, you can think of templates for simple website design or a template for a sales page, for example. And if you follow me on social media, and I'm on Instagram at Chayati Bora, if you want to, or if you're on my email list, and by the way, if you aren't on my email list, you better get on it. You would know that every now and then I talk about templates as being a pet peeve of mine. And yet templates can be useful, especially when we're new to something. I remember when I started a WordPress blog for fun. I don't know, a decade ago, I had only a few basic coding skills. There was no way I would have been able to launch the blog if it hadn't been for the free WordPress templates. Anyone could go in and select a template. They were called themes back then, I think. And then there were a limited number of things that you could change, like maybe the font or the font size or the colors. I don't exactly remember. But, you know, there would be a few options or there would be a spot for you to upload an image maybe. But even the things that you could change were pre-selected, like a drop-down menu. So if you hated the layout and you know, a change in layout wasn't on the pre-selected list of things to fiddle with, and you didn't have the coding skills to change it manually, then you were stuck with that layout. Or, of course, you could always pick another theme. So the templates there were useful in that it gave you a place to start. The downside, of course, was that there was a depressing sameness 
to all the blogs that use the same theme. We all kind of look the same. There were surface differences, sure, but none of us really stood out. Now, if I were a website designer or a brand consultant, maybe I would make this whole episode about the importance of letting your brand personality shine through your site, how important it is to not just use the same old boring template that everyone else is using, how to make it yours, individual, true to you. But I'm a copy coach, and so my focus is going to be on your words. Now, for us small business owners, service providers, coaches, consultants, cost providers, I think our words are way more important than the colors and the fonts we use on our site. Those are, in my opinion, a nice to have, but not essential, especially if your business isn't around design. And especially not when you're in the early days of your business. Words are different because words are what we use to convey meaning. They are how we communicate and connect with our potential customers. They are the building blocks of the relationship that we are building with our audience. So it's especially important that our words are true to us, not some template creator. When you use a template for your sales page, say, or your welcome email or your Instagram post, you are not just sounding like everyone else who's using the same template. I mean, that's pretty bad in itself. But what's worse is that you're trying to squish yourself into someone else's ideas. Let me give you an example. Supposing you're just starting a new Instagram feed for your business and you want to introduce yourself to the world for the first time and you download some introduction template to use. Now, maybe the person who wrote that template infused it with her personality, which is super excited and uses exclamation points and different emojis and all caps. And maybe you're more middle of the road, calm, focused, you don't raise your voice. That's a mismatch, right? Or maybe the template creator thinks that an introduction for a business should read all professional and showcase all your credentials. But you would prefer to set the tone for your feed and your tone is kind of witchy and woo and all you want to talk about is your ice cream obsession. But even if there isn't that kind of obvious mismatch between the template that you have and your personality, the way you talk and write, there's just something about fill-in-the-blank templates that I think sucks the creativity out of writing. Unless you're talking about Mad Libs, in which case it's kind of hilarious. All right, another example, a real-life example. In December of 2020, I attended a free workshop about money mindset that was given by my friend and former business coach, Reena Javeri. It was super powerful and I was brought to tears. And immediately after the Zoom call ended, I wrote this email to her. The subject line of the email was lady. And in the body text, I wrote... You made me cry in my PJs when doing that money guardian exercise. It was super powerful. Thanks for doing this and offering it to the world. Sending you hugs and fertilizer. Smiley face. The fertilizer reference made sense in the context of the workshop. So my punctuation was irregular. The subject line was part of the message. But it was honest. It was written in the moment and 100% conveyed my feelings after doing the workshop. We chatted back and forth over email and then I offered to write her a formal testimonial and she gave me some questions to answer to base the testimonials on. Now, these were the questions. 
What was your main struggle that made you want to attend my session? What surprising revelation, discovery or insight did you have during the session? And how will you tackle your original struggle differently as a result of a session? Want to know what I wrote in response to that? This is the formal testimonial. I've kind of sort of known that I had an emotionally charged relationship with money, but hadn't delved a whole lot deeper to interrogate how deep-seated beliefs were affecting me in the present day. Note the big words. Reina's workshop on money and her writing prompts helped me see that despite the baggage that money has for me, it can also be a source of freedom and abundance. She helped me tap into my emotions and gain a lot more clarity around where I want this relationship to go. It was like holding a mirror to my face, but seeing what was hidden beneath the surface. Now that I am aware of some of that unconscious association, I can examine my own reactions to money-related questions more analytically and hopefully have a better relationship with money in general going forward. So, totally different vibe, right? And that wasn't even a fill-in-the-blanks template. That was more of a formula or a guide, which we'll get to in a minute. But while that second testimonial covered all the bases she wanted me to cover, and it was a lot meatier, it was, you know, a lot more information than the first one, it didn't quite convey that depth of feeling from the first email, right? And guess which one Reina used in her marketing? Yep, the crying in my PJs one. And by the way, if any of you are looking for a business coach, she's amazing. So go hire her. Now, I know why she sent me those questions to help me frame my testimonial. It's because sometimes when we get testimonials, they can be all over the place or they can ramble and not hone in on the thing that the provider wants to talk about. And I get that. I have my own set of questions when I'm asking for testimonials. But when you're forcing the person into a mold or leading them into a mold, into a template of sorts, you can lose all the spontaneity, all the emotion, all the juice of a response in the moment. And the example I just gave you was for a testimonial, but you see how that could apply to just about anything, right? So that's why one of my pet peeves is people using templates, because they're too restrictive, too conforming, and they sound too much like someone else. And sometimes you can get kind of proper when you're trying to answer questions that way instead of just speaking off the cuff. If I want to work with you as my coach or my teacher or my wedding photographer, I want to get a sense of who you are, not who some anonymous template creator is. I want to know what you consider important to share with me in an introduction post on your brand new Instagram feed, not what somebody else decrees is the right or the proper introduction. Make sense? Okay, so what about formulas then? That's one step removed from templates. They're not fill in the blanks, but there are a certain number of things in a certain order. Some famous ones are the PAS template for sales pages. That's pain agitate solution. And it gets more involved than that, but basically it means you outline your target audience's pain, you twist the knife in their pain. I know it sounds ugh to me too. And then you present your solution to their pain, which is whatever you're selling. I hate the terminology for this and the way of thinking that it represents, but people have been using it for decades because it's kind of effective. I mean, it's really effective. Or there's the social media caption formula, for instance, that Instagram expert Jasmine Star teaches. And her acronym is HIC, H-I-C, which stands for hook to grab your audience's attention, insight, which is the teaching or lesson or realization you got, and CTA or call to action, which is what you're asking them to do. Now, there are endless variations of formulas. I mean, these are just two that came to my mind right now. 
and these guides are looser than templates so there's some room for personality right it's the equivalent of having some moderate coding skills in my blog template example so you can modify more than just the font and color in the wordpress theme it allows for some individuality and the ability to make something yours plus you're starting from a pretty solid foundation so if you're new at this and you need some hand holding i think going with a guide or a framework like this is preferable to using a template even looser is the idea of using prompts i love giving out writing prompts and i love using them because the idea there is that i ask you a bunch of questions and what comes out of your mind in response may be totally different than what comes out of my mind so you have one prompt and 50 people answering it and you end up with 50 different answers It's not quite a one-to-one -one re replacement especially for like a sales page framework but you can certainly use prompts to write emails or gather stories to use in your marketing or for social media. And just for fun, I'm going to share with you a couple of writing prompts I came up with. Feel free to use them or don't. Here's one if you want to talk about a different aspect of whatever your product is. Do you remember the days of tube lights? I do. I had one tube light in my bedroom that gave off harsh white light and it was really really bright. And when I was studying for my board exams in the 10th standard, those are really important by the way because they determine which college might accept you. When I was studying, I would stay awake all night cramming and the two things that I absolutely needed to stay awake were black tea and that damn tube light which just wouldn't let me close my eyes because it was so bright. Now compare that ugly harsh but very effective tube light with fairy lights maybe they wouldn't keep me up all night but in other kinds of situations where i didn't need that harsh white light fairy lights work pretty well as a source of illumination so one is purely functional and the other one is functional and pretty now i want you to think of how your product or service is not just functional but functional and whatever pretty means whatever the plus plus is in your world the value add maybe that means that it's elegant and refined maybe it means that it's colorful and brings a smile to the viewer maybe it means that you will teach your audience yoga 101 but they'll also get to be part of a community so tell us a story about how your thing is functional and whatever else it is that puts you above what everybody else is offering so that's one prompt And clearly I got sidetracked by my own prompt into telling my own tangential story about the tube lights. Okay, here's a second one. This one is about introducing yourself since that was what we were talking about. Tell an icebreaker story. Something funny or embarrassing maybe. Something you would feel comfortable sharing with a stranger because this is the first meeting, but something that differentiates you from the hordes. Maybe your childhood nickname and where it comes from. maybe the imaginary friend you had as a first grader and how you'd blame all your childhood mishaps on this poor bunny maybe it's about how you always get mistaken for this actor and you've even signed an autograph or two in this person's name for me i tell the story in my welcome email about how i am terrible no seriously like terrible at remembering people's names and faces and how i will reintroduce myself to people i've already met and how embarrassing that is and i apologize in advance to my readers for my goldfish memory the great thing about these kinds of stories is that they make you memorable i'm sure lots of email subscribers now associate me with a goldfish but also 
they prompt engagement. You won't believe the number of times new subscribers write me back to tell me about some similar embarrassing story that happened to them at a party. So, those are two prompts that you can actually use. And of course, since your life and industry and product is different from everyone else's, what comes out will be unique and individual to you. The other reason I love prompts is that even if you're not inspired by this exact prompt, it gets the gears churning in your brain. And you might come up with something adjacent or completely random that somehow got sparked by this prompt. And that might work better for you. That happens all the time with me when I come across writing prompts. Or even when I see other people's content. Sometimes that reminds me of a story in the same vein that I can't wait to tell. But sometimes my mind catches onto one part of the story and goes in a completely different direction. And that's even better. And it's not the same as the prompt, but at the same time, it wouldn't have occurred to me had it not been for the prompt. So maybe that'll happen to you too. And finally, there's what I call the expert level of copywriting. In my head, I have a visual of a juggler, but instead of balls or fiery swords, what you're juggling is words and ideas and quotes. You have everything you need, but you have reached a level of mastery, innate or learned or both. So you can juggle all the ingredients for your sales page or your captions in the order you want, in the timeline you want, and leave some out and add new ones in as you please. Maybe when you're at that level, the sales page you write is SAP or PAS backwards. Or maybe it includes five other steps. Or maybe it's totally stripped down. Maybe the email starts with a call to action instead of ending with it. Who knows? That's the point. That's the fun of it, the creativity of it. But I know that that's not for everyone. In fact, it's not for most people. So don't worry if you don't see yourself as a juggler of words. So that's my take on templates and formulas and prompts. What do you think? Do you use templates or prompts? What do you like or not like about them? What do you use them for? Write me at jayati at cuttingchaistories.com and tell me. I love hearing from my listeners. And before you go, listen up because I have a promotion that I'm running right now. If you have a website or even just a web page that you would like my expert eyes on, you're in luck because I'm offering to review four web pages of four of my listeners for free. How it works is this. You send me the URL of the page you'd like me to review. Just one page, please. I can't look at a whole site. Let me know what in particular you'd like me to provide feedback on if there's something you're particularly concerned about. If you don't have an area of focus, no worries, just send the URL. I will record a video reviewing it and giving it my feedback, which you get to keep for free for life. I'll use that recording on my podcast and maybe in other places like my website or social. And that's it. No strings, no obligations. If you have a new product or program launching, if you need to revamp your About Me page, if you want a second set of eyes on your homepage, send me an email at jayati at cuttingchaistories.com and I'll see if I can take a look. I've already got some entries, so don't wait on this. When I have enough viable ones, I will shut this down. I'll put the email address in the show notes for you. And I hope today's episode was helpful. I know you have 10 other things you could be doing with your time, so I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until I see you again next Thursday, tell me. Do you use templates for your business?